AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldus.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity in Action podcast. I am your host, John Petherbridge. Today, we are speaking with Neve Vianney Muldoon, the Senior Director of Trust and Security at OneLogin. In this episode, we will cover mentorship, career progression, and the value of trust. You are joining us at the beginning of the podcast where Neve highlights how she got into cybersecurity. So I got into cybersecurity after September the 11th. I had started in Allied Irish Banks as an IT graduate, one of 200, and then September the 11th happened. And the executive committee in the bank, um, I was part of Captain Markets, which was the investment side of the bank, and they had a lot of corporate bankers, investment bankers traveling around Europe and the US. And they picked me from the Lotus Notes team to work with the security team on researching uh, technologies to secure mobile devices like the PDA and phone. And I found a product that allowed you securely get your email on your phone. And this was before the Blackberry. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy and before the iPhone. So that was my first project that I worked on for the the team. And then I wasn't qualified in security. I'd only hired a diploma in technology and I had a degree in economics. So I was due to go back to the Lotus Notes team when Rosnack defrauded the bank. Wow. for the biggest fraud in US history of, I don't know, 691 million. So the security team asked me to stay on part of the team. And my, my role for the next three years was to go around and do a health check of all of the capital markets business units. So sitting down with the traders and going seeing how they access the systems, how they follow processes. So I had an amazing experience of learning um, how people operate from a security perspective for three years. And I guess that's where my passion for um, human interaction or human behavior around security, because I learned from, from the three years of working with people. And that allowed me to understand risk profiles of people, depending on their role, their geographic region, the type of job they do, what their risk appetite was. And I really believe that has helped me with my career to date. So that's how I got into it. That's so grounding. Uh, It's so interesting being thrown into following up on something that's like an event that has just happened. So you had a really definitive role from the outset and that's such a good way to learn. And um, how did you find uh, interacting with all the different traders and, and finding the different or assessing the different profiles and how did that kind of uh, tie into this new experience you're having all of a sudden so like i was new to everything i think i had a page of like or a document of 500 pages of the policies and standards for the bank and how people were to operate okay. and myself and my boss declan o'shea we used to come with up with this approach called the business unit health check where we'd go in and talk to people mm-hmm. and over time you get to understand, like they talk you through how they do the day job. Yeah, you can pick up on things that aren't aligned to the policies and the standards that might have risky behavior. At the time, people had their 
passwords laminated or written down on stickies so you know they were all it was all really uh, learning and then we produced like recommendations back I guess I was uh, for the first five or six years of my career I was very quiet I was taking it all in yeah. I was also studying for the CISP in the background so I'd get up at, in the mornings at 4 a.m. Wow. before going into the bank I'd sit down and I, I'd study different domains and then I'd go in and do my day job and then when I felt that I was ready to take the CISP and I had to have three years experience in it I, I went to England and took the exam yeah. And how did you find the, the studying versus the reality of doing the job? Was there much crossover between what you're learning on the page and what you did on a day-to-day -day basis? The great thing about the CISP is it covers the 10 domains of security and yeah. it looks at it from a data risk perspective. Okay. So you learn the principles and then I could see how they were applied. Yeah. So it's not just focusing on, on the firewall rules, it's, it's learning how really business operates. And mm. I'd still... Now recruiting 21 years later, I'm still looking for the CISP because with the whole privacy re regulations, it's understanding data. If yeah. you really want to go further in your career, you need to understand data because data and systems are what makes business decisions. And that's the whole grounding of information security. Data and data, data is the reasons that there is security in place. The reasons why there is firewall because there's data to protect. So yep. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, and so you, your career did you twelve years in banking, and then you shifted into global yeah. like kind of technology companies and betting companies. Um, how important do you think that like an industry change like that is to for like career progression? So you know, I spent the twelve years in the bank, and I had various different roles. Starting off as a security analyst, then I moved from a security analyst into compliance type of role, okay. where I did Basel II compliance. Um, and I did the quantitative assessment um, of all the trading models and validating that there was governance in place. And then I, I went into the enterprise business architecture function where there was a security incident on this major transformation program. And my career sponsor at the time was a guy called Marcel McCann. And he asked me to go in and set up a function and make sure security happened. So, Rather than me doing the security role, I worked at the, with the divisions and made sure the security role got carried out. Okay. And from that then I moved into the assurance around GRC putting in tools. So I felt I'd got um, all aspects of security in the bank over the 12 years and I was like, great. Um, yeah. But the, the bank was very, it was like a home type of environment, like a family atmosphere. It was very mature. And really, I was very loyal to the bank. And the day Marcel was leaving was the day I handed in my notice. He had somebody that had sponsored my career up to then. Yeah. And I felt, okay, now is the right time to move. I'm being constantly approached. And I just feel that this is the step to take. So I sat down with him. I had three job offers on the table. And his recommendation was to go to the pad Paddy Power. Okay. My God, was it a change. Yeah. Just a change in dynamic. They, I remember, you know, I got my phone the first day, and overnight I received 500 notifications from security, different security notifications. It was they were on a maturity scale, yeah. and they had put in all the technology systems. But then I was brought on board to help them develop in 
from being an IT security function to an information security function. Gotcha. So the whole understanding information as an asset, the training and awareness, working with the legal and the compliance team, um, reviewing our third party games providers, writing SLAs around our security programs that the providers had to adhere to. So it was the best two years of my life from my career perspective, going from a very mature organization to into a program management role where I was doing everything. Wow. Putting Baptism in technology tools, yeah. One of the best technology tools I put in for Paddy Power was Splunk, which is a log analysis tool. And I architected it all out and I joined all of the, the different log types from the network up and we correlated the events and we saw, really saw the value of that on the day of Cheltenham, the second day of Cheltenham, I think it's Tuesday. Okay. And about 1 p.m., it looked like we were being DDoSed. Really? And you had 90 seconds to make a decision about crossing over to a solution like Prolexic, which basically cleans the dirty traffic and allows you to do the clean traffic and keep your systems up and running. So I said, no, hold off. It's lunchtime. Uh, everybody's on their break, they're placing their bets. This is legitimate traffic. And we looked at their, our competitors at the time and they'd all fallen over. So we made the right business decision. What and do they, you mean fallen over? As in they'd all gone down. So oh, right. instead of people going onto those sites to place their bets, they were all coming to Paddy Power to place so the bets. Your sites had crashed. So crashed, it was like, yeah. Paddy Power is still alive. Let's put our money on that. Yeah. So again, that's really where you're understanding your business operations, understanding your data, and being able to make a risk-based decision. From the offset at the technical level, it looked like we we're being DDoS, but having that extra knowledge and awareness allowed you to make correct risk-based decisions. And wow. I'm, I'm still grounded on that today. Yeah. Yeah. That moment where chaos is around and you kind of stop, look around, make a call. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, that the those those sort of situations are real career defining I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, so then I moved to Workday um to uh, lead their their technical compliance function and privacy. Um, and really, why did I move to Workday? Because I wanted to um have a a lady manager okay. uh, from a security or a privacy compliance perspective side. Um, and I was at Workday for a year and a half. I helped them grow, put in place their privacy ethics and compliance team. I really missed the technical side of my role and not being part of the security org. So then when DocuSign reached out to me, and I had seen the role, but part of the European uh, role at DocuSign was to speak French. I thought, oh, I don't, my French isn't really great. Okay. So I didn't apply for it, but then... Um, they reached out to me and I went for it and I was successful and that's where I got working with Vanessa who uh, Vanessa Pegros who is now the chief trust officer and security officer for one login who I'm now working with now again Brilliant. and that was amazing the four years I never understood the difference of having a male CISO boss to a female CISO boss and now I totally totally get it and understand and she has been like my next uh, sponsor. Her next myself. Yeah. And what do you feel is the what what differences have you seen between a male and a female CISO slash security leader mentor? Uh, for me, uh, I had all of the technical um, skills built, okay. and Marcel wasn't a security expert. He was the COO of 
AIB group when I when I left. Okay. However, he just he gave me like confidence, and if you want to do it, go and do it. I'm mm. going to support you throughout. Uh, from female, I think it's the behaviors. I think I had reached a point in my career that I needed to learn from learn from a lady leader that you know these behaviors aren't acceptable or you know just to give me that confidence yeah. so a, an example of that is um some behaviors that i experienced throughout my career i would instead of confronting them i just wouldn't put myself into that position again which you. limited my career opportunities because i'm not the one at the table speaking to it i mightn't have had the confidence where with Vanessa, I remember a situation within my first two months at DocuSign, and she like I, she just gave me the confidence to address it. And ever since then, it's like there's wow. I mean no shit Sherlock. Yeah, it has never <laughs> happened again. Oh, that's really good. Those types of people are always good to uh, come into your life. They always, they always make an impact. Um, do you think from a upskilling or a self development perspective, if someone did not have a Vanessa, so to speak, what recommendations would you give to someone like that, that is their career is taken, it's on the trajectory they want to move, but for that sort of an area where they may avoid certain, uh, avoid certain confrontations or anything like that, that would ultimately result in more career opportunity. Yeah. But what sort, is there any sort of self-development or courses or business management skills that you think are, are obtainable without having a, a direct mentor um, there there is a program called the speak up club um, it's run by a lady called um, Damina O'Connor okay. and she used to be with business and finance magazine and I think for women it's the confidence to have their voice heard is really critical yeah. um, and I think that is a good group for people who really want to develop in that area Brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll attach a link in the in the in the in the notes after the show. Um, and obviously, it's mentoring on a one-to-one -one basis. I do mentor people in their twenties and their thirties, people trying to move into leadership roles, yeah. and it all comes back down to the confidence thing. That that kind of ties well into the fast track into IT. That yeah. you're, you're on the board for that. Um, we're just talking about it there as we were grabbing a coffee. So. The people that have just graduated or people looking to get back into work and how they can really get into the, the exciting industry of IT. So what, what made you get into that? Um, were you approached about getting into fast track for IT or how did that come about? Yeah, uh, a lady called Regina Bracken uh, okay. approached me. I hadn't really heard about it before. And I guess I'm always interested in giving back to IT, to the Irish industry and security. Um, I do a lot of scholarship reviews for ISC squared as well and it just really stuck out to me that you know the industry has nearly a nine million shortage right now and this is a great way to help people get a, a very very uh, growing and exciting career and like me I'm a I'm an economics graduate with a HDF in IT mm. and 21 years later I'm in the industry working and I've been successful yeah. I think it's the fear factor oh I can't do it it's bits and bytes it's coding there's so many aspects to information security cyber security compliance and privacy yeah the people the processes the technology um, and I, I just think it's it's a great industry to be in a lot of opportunities and yeah. there's roles for everybody there really is that's i think that's the best 
that should be the caption for roles for everybody. Because um, I know when I started recruiting in tech about six years ago, um, I w I've been doing security pretty much the whole time, but I would have been dealing with system administrators and IT support and then project management. And there's plenty of people I know in the market now and I'm working with right now that have all been doing something completely different five or six years ago, but they're all in security in some way, shape or form now. So it's all the different skills. If their soft skills are great, then they work and move into more of the, the governance and client-facing sort of an environment. And if they're technical, then they just got more and more into the technical piece of the security side. So now that's really exciting what you're doing. And is there any success stories that come to mind from the fast track into IT? Um, so the cybersecurity apprenticeship program is probably in year one. Okay. Uh, there's some really, really um, great uh, apprentice apprentices on on that program right now yeah. that I know that are going to make a career for themselves be well known in the industry for innovative solutions that they're going to put in place exciting yeah I'd, I'd consider everybody to look at it yeah. it's a two-year program where you get trained you're working on the job so you're immediately applying your skills you're going to know pretty quickly this isn't an area I'd like to work in full-time or this is an area I'd like to work in. Um, What's the qualification you get at the end of it? Um, I don't know the actual, depends on the college that you go to, but yeah. it's recognised as a, is it a level 7 or a level 8. Brilliant. Yeah. I have a few people in mind that I'd, I suggest that to you, like just my personal network that I think would be really suited to their personalities really. Um, and you shared or there's an article actually that i saw that was a uh, the security buzz information security buzz and about the hacker and the, the yeah. hacker he got a thousand employees data and there's a few comments on it and one point that you 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 um really kind of highlighted was the culture and the access control management yeah. and um so do you want me to just give a bit of an insight into that the, the breach that happened and, and why you came to that decision as that is typically where these uh, issues come about? Again, as I, as I spoke earlier around, people focus on security as IT security, cyber security, the technology, yeah. and they fail to look at how the people interact with the technology that could introduce the risks and the mindset of the individual interacting. Yeah. So the whole interaction is going to be through business processes, really. And for for an organization or to really be successful, you need to focus on all three. From, from analyzing people and sitting down after that Rusnak and doing those reviews, it's, I really learned like, you know, when people are busy or they're under stress or they're trying to play deals, they're gonna take shortcuts or, you know, they're gonna do risks in their head and make decisions. They're not experts around security or cybersecurity, so they don't know the full impacts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And if you look at how everything now over the last 20 years is more digital, we're, we're working around the clock, we're working at a more global level. So it's like data and information is accessible from any device, any location, and any time. Mm. And that's really what is the grounding factor that protects data and information it's access control and that's why I was so passionate about one login I was super excited when the opportunity came up I really see one logins product offering as being game changers in helping organizations protect their data systems as we move into more digitalization so what they have put in what they've introduced is um, 
what we're calling a trusted experience platform. Okay. So it's not just access into your data. We're building AI into the platform that will look at you, John, where you're based today, what device you're connecting to, how you're accessing the systems. And if something on your general profile changes, one login or trusted platform experience platform recognizes this and it says hey it doesn't look like it's john from dublin has he moved to new york let's ask him for additional authentication to prove that it is him and of course you know those factors yeah and if it is you you can authenticate successfully so and get in and do your job what you need to do but it's it's breaking it's making it more risk aware mm. keeping you at a personal level conscious about the security as well Brilliant. So it's like an element of machine learning in the, yeah. the product itself. So it profiles you, but it can consistently adapt to your behaviors to profile you that bit further. Yeah, and it really where I can really see the platform uh, being super impactful is around social engineering threats. Okay. Such as the, the phishing or the SMS true. That's really interesting. And I think that's, that's definitely a USP for how it can stand out on the market and how you guys are standing out. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say, "Oh, your big, your the biggest, co your biggest competitor is Okta." We're not even in the same league as Okta. <laughs> I said we're streets ahead. We're building a trusted, um, experience platform, and mm. I'm all about trust because yeah. that's going to be the game changer, and it is the game changer about why people go with different product offerings, and a crucial product offering like one login access to your data and information. You have to, you have to be able to show trust that is the key word and that's, yeah. that word rings true in a lot of uh, one logins um promotion and it's just a key word it's a common theme it's in your title as well it's, it's yeah. in vanessa's title it's it is all it, it, yeah it's all sticking off the same hymn sheet so that's that exciting so i think in five to ten years there will no longer be chief information security officers i think you're going to see a change to chief trust officers and mm. um, the security and trust officers are slowly taking over the role of the CIO wow, right okay. now. Because if you look at, you know, there's less and less on-prem. So the CIOs are going to have to upscale and be more trust security. Otherwise, I, I do believe that that role will be gone. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah. Um, I definitely look into that. I, I like that. I like the idea that it's just it's a real uh, evocative word <laughs> i like it um do you think that as well with, with businesses and be, because a lot of these um breaches happen down to human behavior and access control and this side of stuff obviously your, the product that one login have is is intuitive and it's, it's got the certain elements of ai behind it that help to evolve it and make it streets ahead of its competition do you think in general for for a lot of businesses if when it comes to creating security awareness to their, their staff, from everyone down to the front of, head of office, front of office up to the, the C-suite, um, is there be any point behind incentivizing um, people that find phishing attacks or identify them and share them with their security team? Yeah. And to have it as if it is a bit of a, within the culture that we are all in this together to, to try and identify someone that is trying to impact our business. Is that something that is, you've ever really come across? Yeah, so I've, I've been involved in all sorts of ambassador programs, mm. uh, Sentinel programs, uh, where you're, you're, you're encouraging uh, the employees to um, take good security action and you're trying to advise them about risky security action. 
So really, I feel if you're really if you're committed to this, uh, you look at where security, privacy, compliance, and trust fit within the organization. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a big shift over the next three to five years of that role reporting directly to the CEO. Okay. And that was the that was a game changer for me at one login is that Vanessa reports directly to Brad Brooks, our CEO. So I know the commitment is there. Great. We have a dedicated uh, security first program. It's part of everybody's roles. Yeah, we sell security and trust product offerings, but you know, we're also looking at how our people deliver to that and yeah. it's down to er their last action. That's how you deliver trust. What is the last action that you've taken? Okay. For really to be successful, you can in, introduce these incentive programs, but I do believe it starts about where it starts and finishes about where it reports in the organization. Yeah. And All to right. me, commitment from the trust side and this is a direct link into the CEO, it, it's not there. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's a really strong message. Brilliant. Uh, Neve, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Really Thanks for reason. having me. Oh, absolutely. I hope to have you again sometime. AI in Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. For more information, contact mark at aulus.com. Get the Aulus advantage. Become a member of the Aulus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all us members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus. Com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.